behind the Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. This edition of In the Red Zone, 1029 The Mater. Hi, friends. Rob with them along with you. Happy to be back in the Mater studios. And, and now I can give a little bit of background for those of you who have been wondering. We did In the Red Zone last week from my home studio. And uh, no, I was absent from the radio this past week at night. And you're like, so where's with them been? Well, uh, I don't mind sharing the story now that it has come to a conclusion. But uh, we had a bit of a COVID. 19 scare in the Witham household. Uh, one member of our family uh, had some um, definite symptoms, and we were getting very worried about the possibility that maybe that person was. Um, had contracted COVID-19, so we, uh, they went and got tested, and that was a week ago Saturday, and we had to wait a few days to get the response, so we were still in wait-and-see and hunker-down mode uh, last Monday night, so that's why we did the show from home, and then later last week, we found out that the test, thankfully, was negative, and so that allowed us to kind of get back into our normal, well, whatever you call normal routine now. I don't think there really is such a thing as a normal routine uh, and we were finally able to get back here into the studios yesterday to get some things done and back here live tonight and very excited about being back with you each night from 6 to 11 musically but of course it's Monday night which means our 6 o'clock hour is filled with live local sports talk. want to thank our sponsors Massey Wood and West at 355-1721 we've gone over 90 multiple days now and I've already seen posts on Facebook from a few of my friends of having some issues with their HVAC units. If you have not gotten yours checked, you need a tune-up or maybe you know it needs fixing or maybe even replacing. I cannot endorse any stronger my friends at Massey Wood and West. They are phenomenal people. They have been working here in the Richmond area for almost a century. And, of course, a lot of you, especially if you're my age or older, know them for what they've done with heating, oil, propane, etc. But they are so good at taking care of the HVAC units, getting you a tankless water heater, uh, generators, and they offer ream quality products. So if you need help with that air conditioning, I know who you need to call. 355-1721, Massey Wood and West, available also online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. And a big thank you to our friends at We Think and Inc. on England Street in Ashland. Uh, now that phase two has opened, and I was out a little bit yesterday and on Saturday, and I saw several businesses that had big signs up talking about their current statuses and if you need to get a banner to put in front of your store or maybe one to hang in the store with the kind of rules and regs of how you have to maneuver through the store during this phase two and then coming up phase three period we think an ink can do it can do a great job and do a quick turnaround we think an ink.com that's we think in ink.com 
Coming up in just a few moments, live here on the show, and I am very excited that Del Harris, the head boys basketball coach at the Collegiate School, is going to be joining us live. We're going to talk about a new organization that organically uh, just kind of sprung out of nowhere about a week or so ago, 804 Coaches for Change, basketball coaches around the region who came together when some of their student-athletes were coming to them going, you know, I'm upset about things that are happening right now with the racial divide in our country, um, uh, but I, I don't see where I have a voice or I'm not sure where I can place a voice and let let my message be heard. And so several coaches were getting together going, we need to provide these young men and women guidance in that area. And it began with a, a peaceful protest at the Arthur Ashe Monument on Saturday morning, and that was a fantastic uh, uh, atmosphere and time. It was a time for healing and understanding and discussion and dialogue, and that's exactly what needs to be going on right now. So Coach Harris is going to come on. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about life as a basketball coach in COVID-19, because not only does he coach for collegiate, he is also uh, big into the AAU travel basketball scene, and certainly it's been affected uh, by the coronavirus. So that's coming up in just a couple of moments. Uh, Several items of news to get to. We will do several of those on the other side of the Dell Harris interview, but I want to lead off tonight with a sad announcement that came out uh, about midday today from our friends over at the Ashland Little League. As you know, Little League International uh, several weeks ago canceled the 2020 Little League World Series and all of the associated regional tournaments. So even if you were in a state that is allowing youth sports to get going at this point, and there are states that are ahead of Virginia uh, currently in their reopening process, um, you know, local little leagues may decide, well, we could do an abbreviated season and a tournament and still have a, a champion for our little league for this year. And even some communities may be going, well, you know, if, if you guys can do it and we can do it and the other guys can do it, then maybe we can do just kind of a mini tournament to have an area champion or a district champion. But that's as far as they would be able to go because the re- state regionals and nationals are off. Uh, Ashland Little League has looked at everything and this is what they said. And I'll quote from their message today. In our last communication to you in April, we shared the our hope to get a season in this year, given the current health crisis and associated state and local restrictions. Since that time, your board of directors has been reviewing state and local guidance, connecting with coaches and players to understand availability and preferences, and discussing possible scenarios for how we may be able to pull the season off in 2020. While we are thrilled that youth sports were given the green light in most of Virginia, there are still a number of requirements that we must meet to ensure everyone's safety as we've researched how we might be able to do so safely and ensure enough coaches and players to move forward we realize that it would be nearly impossible for our small league to make a season happy uh, happen Uh, thus we have made the difficult decision to cancel atley little league spring 2020 season we are heartbroken in making this announcement but we have no doubt that it is the right call we know a number of players and coaches are unable to make a commitment into the summer and we don't have the necessary resources to ensure the safety of security of players, coaches, and fans while ensuring our kids have fun and learn more about the game that we all love. Now, the entire statement, including information about registration fees for this year, is available right now at facebook.com slash Hanover Sports. That's our Hanover County Sports.net Facebook page. So once again, go to Hanover Sports. That's on Facebook at facebook.com slash Hanover Sports, and you can read the full statement 
and it was sad to read today and, and pass along, but I, I think it is the right call. I mean, by now, in a normal year, we are already into playoff action uh, in most of the local Little League areas here in the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia and in the Richmond area because by the middle part of this month or toward the 20th of June, uh, within the next two weeks, we would be starting, of course, the District 5 tournaments for baseball and softball, which would go into the month of July, leading into district champions that would play at the state level as early as the 7th or 8th of July or as late as later in that particular month, depending upon the age level. Uh, Knowing that the states and the regionals were not possible, it just became a situation to where they can't arrange, when it came to the calendar, they ran out of real estate. Is, is what they did. And so as difficult a decision that it is, I, I feel like it's the right call. I totally understand it. Now, other little leagues in our area may decide to do a truncated season or they may wait and, and kind of focus on fall ball, uh, which is also a possibility as well. But we see signs of, of some things getting set to get, to, you know, to return to the new normal. I don't think we can ever use the term normal in 2020. Maybe in 2021, we can see a sense of what we saw pre-COVID-19 begin to take form. Um, And we'll talk about several of those areas, including colleges, uh, Major League Baseball, and my thoughts right now on the fall high school sports seasons for the Virginia High School League, specifically football. We'll talk about all that in our final segment coming up later this hour. But coming up after this time out, very, very excited to have collegiate boys basketball coach Del Harris standing by. We'll talk about Saturday's Calling All Coaches rally at the Ash Monument. We'll talk about 804 Coaches for Change and how we can help our student athletes share their voice and help them help us advance the conversation and the work toward racial reconciliation and uh, uh, eliminating that divide and finding the justice that everyone deserves here in the greatest land of all, the United States of America. We'll talk more about it coming up in a moment. You are in the Red Zone. In the Red Zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back. So stay tuned to the Mater. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800-600-9969. 
the census? Ah, the census is a special time when we count every single person in the country. Do kids and babies count too? Of course. Counting everyone in your home helps support your neighborhood by funding schools, hospitals, and more. So complete the census by calling, going online, or returning your form by mail. It's totally private. Visit 2020census.gov and make your family count. Brought to you by Carnegie Corporation of New York and the Ad Council. be long until we turn the radio on it's friday night and we'll have football more about that later in the hour nothing definite yet but i i have some thoughts on that issue and we will talk about that in our next segment but right now i want to focus on the issue of the day uh, and i also want to focus on a, a great development that has turned out over the last 10 days or so and that is the creation of 804 coaches for change uh, they hit twitter about a week or so ago a group of high school basketball coaches in our area who decided that they needed to help our student athletes, both the guys that are on their teams, the ladies that are on their teams, but uh, not just basketball, but all high school sports, uh, give these young men and women an opportunity to understand where they fit in the tapestry of America, that their voice is important, that their opinion matters, and that we need to help them because they are going to be the next generation that hopefully continues to advance the cause of peace and freedom and justice here in the United States. A, a great time on Saturday morning was, a, 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 I know it wasn't meant to be a kickoff for an organization in any way, shape, or form, uh, but it certainly did turn out that way. And one of the coaches that helped to kind of bring everything together and will continue to be a part of 804 Coaches for Change is the head boys basketball coach at the collegiate school, Del Harris, joins us live right now. Now here in the red zone on the Mater. Coach Harris, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. It is an honor to have you. Excited when we were able to confirm yesterday that you would be with us. Coach, kind of give me a background, as it were, and the listeners as well who may be learning about 804 Coaches for Change for the first time. Uh, can you give me a little background as to how this came to be? Uh, yes, sir. You know, uh, uh, Coach Daryl Watts, uh, the head boys basketball coach at Armstrong High School, um, really just woke up uh, with everything going on in the world and woke up then one morning and, and he kind of just touched his spirit. And then he just kind of called another coach from there and uh, reached out to Stephen Lewis, uh, the assistant coach at St. Christopher's. And then he got in touch with Ty White and then Ty White, of course, John Marshall, and then John Marshall to Coach Moore at TPLS. And then from there, it's just the basketball community is very close and so uh just several high school coaches from there connecting with each other and everybody was hurting and everybody wanted to make a difference so uh, th this was something easy as competitors on the court uh, we all have the same same purpose for uh influencing our young men and women uh that we coach um and it's more so life lessons and especially with what's going on uh, in this time in our country and so uh coach watts the spearhead of it um, came to us, and, and we had several different Zoom meetings uh, throughout the week uh, wanting to make it happen, and uh, we were able to pull off something very special on Saturday, and uh, probably over 100 uh, coaches, and you don't see that many coaches unless you are at the Final Four at a coaching convention, but over 100 coaches, and, uh, and of course, Jason Williford, Associate Head Coach, University of Virginia, uh, Mike Rose, VCU, Griff Aldridge, Longwood, Josh Merkel, head coach, 
Randolph-Macon. So uh, head coaches, Virginia State, Virginia Union, you name it. Um, and then coaches who couldn't attend, um, you know, Coach Paulson at uh, George Mason reaching out saying, hey, Coach, I'm sorry, but, but I'll be there next time. So uh, overwhelming support, University of Richmond, you name it, Radford. I could keep going on and on. But uh, just an event because we all – again are coaching our athletes and want the best for them and um you know this racial uh tension and divide and everything with injustice is upon us right now you know coach last week on the program we were addressing that subject i I found a tweet that i thought was very appropriate discussing the fact that uh, sports can play a role in helping us move everything forward our nation forward our conscience forward uh the the ability to create an equal opportunity across the board forward uh because as you know when you have a group of young men or young ladies and they come from all different backgrounds be it race socioeconomic uh, whatever the case may be uh and you need to kind of put them all together and galvanize them uh, despite those differences, to go and achieve a common goal. It seems that coaches kind of have a knack or the ability or at least the vision to understand um, that, that that blueprint can kind of work in other areas and certainly can work in, in this arena. Did it make it easier on, on the coaches as you guys were planning this event for this past Saturday, realizing that, that you understand this boilerplate, as it were? Yes, I think so. And again, I think I shared, you know, one of the greatest rewards in coaching comes later in life. You know, it's so much bigger than the wins and losses. And so, you know, we want to just influence these young men and women on and off the court. And so it definitely was easier. We're fierce competitors on the court and on the field. But again, it's always the best interest. Uh, for the young people and again you know, the, the young people they need us to listen to them mm-hmm. uh, they need us to help with the uncomfortable conversations um, you know not only are we teachers and mentors and friends um, it's just way more than that round ball and so uh, it, that was something that was very easy and um, again I would say I, I said this Saturday when I had the chance to speak in front of the crowd that you know, I think maybe 90% of the teams in the country they come together and put those fists in the huddle and they say together together and so those are lessons that we teach every day on the court and practice that we can do this together as a team and now it's extended um that we're one big team um again uh, fighting against um racism and injustice in the country and in our community Coach, was there any discussion or any concern with the coaches leading up to last Saturday in light of the fact that some protests did turn violent during the week to make sure that this protest did not, that it it reflected the message of the coaches as well as everyone who wanted to be in attendance? You know, not at all. You know, I I think um, everybody just, again, as you approach that game as a head coach, you approach it with being positive. You, you don't go in there, you're aware, but you don't go in there thinking you're going to lose and uh, or anything negative. So it was very positive. And uh, one thing very important, uh, you know, think about it. It was such a big crowd that we only put, you know, we put it together in five or six days. We really didn't have our student athletes there. Mm-hmm. So that's the exciting part. Uh, we didn't want to have our student athletes there due to COVID and, you know, different things with the school. So we wanted to play it and be safe. And so, again, uh, always the best interest for our student athletes and of course their families so we're, we're excited about 
the positivity of what it can be, again, from just a, a quick five-day turnaround to college coaches, high school coaches um, throughout, the, uh, throughout the state coming to support. Coach Del Harris, collegiate school head boys basketball coach with us here tonight on In the Red Zone. We're talking about 804 Coaches for Change. Coach, what was your biggest takeaway when you walked away from the event on Saturday? Uh, action. Action. And, 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 and that is uh, that's the challenge for everybody. You know, everybody is, is, is wondering, uh, hey, is this, is this just going to pass through? You know, and no, it's not. I can definitely tell you from this group, and we've already started to talk about some ideas for uh, things in the future. Um, and so I, I think that was the biggest takeaway, action. And so many people saying, what can we do? We, you know, what can I do to help? Um, you know, and I've had several conversations with parents and other coaches, uh, black and white. You know, the, those uncomfortable, conversation, uncomfortable conversations. And, you know, that's what we have to have to move forward. Um, and so I, I think that's the biggest thing is uh, that, that action is going to be taking place uh, with this group. Coach, the first I heard of the group was uh, Mark Davis's re- report. I believe it was either Tuesday or Wednesday on NBC 12. Of course, Mark and I uh, go way back and uh, have football coverage every year and whatnot, and he always does a tremendous job. And, and one of the things that struck me from Coach Watts over at Armstrong uh, was the term giving the student-athletes the ability and understanding that they have a voice and that they could use it. Um, what have you and other coaches heard from the student-athletes here in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, again, uh, it's, uh, it's a tough time in our country. I mean, you know, we, we know that. And you know, they want to help. They want to help. And then also, um, you know, our white student-athletes, you know, co- Coach, I feel bad. You know, Coach, I I, I didn't know this was going on, you know, or, or coach, I, I, I don't think I'm racist. And so, I mean, I think just even starting the dialogue mm-hmm. is, is great. And, and again, that's where, again, a coach can be so much more sometimes, you know, it's sometimes, uh, you know, our teachers are wonderful and great educators, but our teachers, you know, maybe you leave them when school is over. Um, and then sometimes kids aren't comfortable talking to their parents, which I know they love to death. But that coach, you kind of you kind of get them in both elements, and so I, I just think that hard conversation um, has been great. And then you know they appreciate us speaking up for them. And then also uh, we got to be great listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, th- these young people are outstanding. Uh, I know I spoke with a high school student last week who said that um, you know your change is not found in your comfort zone. So again, just learning so much from these young people, but. I think the biggest thing is uh, starting that dialogue with them and listening um, because it's a social media generation. And so, uh, you know, you can't text, tweet, Instagram, uh, Snapchat your way through a screen or make a shot. That that doesn't help you win games. So this is going to have to be real hard, uncomfortable talk um, and positive talk when people are doing well. Um, and doing things to help the cause. Coach Harris, you just made a great point that I think a lot of people, when they watch you and, and any coach in any profession, uh, they I think they, they kind of come away with the assumption that coaches talk a lot more than they listen. And I suspect that the opposite is true, correct? I have to listen. I mean, if, if I'm going to trust a kid to take the last second shot, <laughs> I, 
I got to listen to him. I got to know what play he wants to run. I got to know how he feels good about it. You know, I mean, if a kid's tired, if he's tired and I'm talking, then, then I can't listen, you know. And if he's had a tough day uh, in English class, and I, I got to listen to him. And so I, I think that's where we all are at this moment. Black, white, green, blue, doesn't matter your color. We have to listen to each other with an open mind. Um, and, and, and you're exactly right. So, Coach, uh, you, you talked about the, 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 the organization already beginning to work on what next steps are for you as a group. Um, can you give us any, not you know, specific details, but kind of insight as the direction you guys want to go to help and expand this outreach for the student athletes in our area and, frankly, across the Commonwealth? No, I, I, I think awareness. Uh, 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 of that there's something very serious going on. Uh, I think that's one of the big things. Um, we've talked about having some guest speakers come in, and then the beautiful thing is, you know, you have collegiate school in St. Chris and Trinity with Armstrong and John Marshall, and then Hanover, Lee Davis, Monikin, I mean, boys and girls. So we have, we're coming from so many different backgrounds and communities and social economic backgrounds, so going back to our communities, making a difference, but then also still pulling us together for these different community events. And, um, you know, we I've said this before, you know, some things have color and some things you probably need to see without color. And so meaning like with color, the black community is hurting. The black community is hurting maybe in a different way in the inner city. Um, maybe they're hurting a different way in the private school county world. But we got to listen and we still can go back to our separate communities, but then come together and back to that word, listen and learn. And we want a positive, you know, I think that's another thing where you can look at, hopefully, you know, right now with color and social injustice, it's the way it's looked at in the black community from white officers. But however, it needs to be a point where the police officers don't have a color because mm-hmm. they're all good people and they're there to protect and serve us. So uh, I think educating our students there and, and we want some police officers to come in. We want to do some things with that. Um, uh, we've also been spending some ideas around, you know, of course, with the um, you know, black, black young people and black people that have been um, dying. And while we're here at this moment, we want to honor maybe one person a month. Hmm. You know, so, so so to keep it fresh in people's minds. Again, people think this might fade away, but it's not. But just different ideas, and uh, we we offer help. We want people who are true advocates and want to make change. Um, and, and, again, uh, we look forward to it. And, and all coaches, we want basketball, we want football, lacrosse, soccer, swimming. Come on out. I, I'm glad you made that point, Coach, because, you know, we kind of prefaced the conversation as to how it became and, you know, started and germinated in the basketball community, but it is certainly not limited to that, correct? And and college coaches. I mean, I think that's just so beautiful. You know, uh, uh, Mike Rhodes uh, said in his speech, lead from the front. And so, you know, uh, th- th- this is our biggest game right here. Yeah. Th- this is our biggest game. Uh, on the field, little league, middle school, high school, college, uh, professional. This is our biggest game um, because, you know, again, we are truly trying to influence a generation. And uh, we, we we don't want to be back at this moment 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. No. And so we didn't win the game. And, and any coach will tell you, and I'm a basketball coach, 
but I, I love using the phrase of baseball. We're not trying to hit a home run here. Let's just get base hits. If we can keep making forward progression, just get on base. If we can get if we can get the first base, there's a lot of ways you can get the first base. You know, you you can walk, you can bunt, you can get a single, you can get a de- so. We're just trying to base hit, and then sooner or later we're going to get around that plate and score some runs um, for positive racial injustice and equality for all and just have a great place where we're all loving each other. That's fantastic. Great analogy as well, Coach. Great analogy. I, I want Before we let you go, I want to pivot just a little bit. Uh, we have talked about the fact that, of course, not only you coach at the collegiate school, uh, but you are so much a part of the AAU basketball scene here in our area and across the state. Um, just give me your thoughts on all the challenges that you guys have had here during this coronavirus pandemic and how you've been able to to kind of keep tabs on and help out the players that, you know, normally you've spent the entire spring and even part of the summer, you know, in the gym and traveling to tournaments and events and whatnot. And, and all of that, you know, the kibosh was put on it. You know, how do you keep them focused on the goal at hand? I thought I was catching a break, not coaching this year, but I'm uh, I'm the executive director for Team Richmond now. We have 14 teams from age 10 to 17, and just keeping spirit high, spirits high. I mean that 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 was the first thing the last two months. A lot of Zoom meetings, um, and, and the coaches have done a great job with uh, you know conditioning out, just running in parks and keeping social distance, and then now workouts going on, but the workouts again still. Uh, you know, following all the governor's mandates where, you know, social distance and you bring your own ball, but you still can get some work in the gym, and kids really want that. Um, And it's also, you know, uh, just the mental and physical uh, good headspace that the kids need. You know, I mean, we all need it. So, so many people are just glad to be back in the gym or even outside running some sprints and conditioning. Um, And then for the higher levels, you know, you're 16, 17, I've I probably average five, I probably average 20 coaches a week and just sending out game film now, sending out highlights, um, really talking about the character of the kid and what the young man can do. And, again, that should be a great relationship with AAU coach and high school coach. It shouldn't be separate. That should all be one to help that young man or help that young lady. But um, that's where we are, and my fingers are crossed that we will be having a live period um, in August. Uh, September and October to at least give these uh, young men and women a chance so these college coaches can see them live. But if not right now, um, the coaches are doing their homework. So they're doing uh, two separate things. It'd be about evaluating or being recruited. So the coaches are really, really being forced to evaluate and break down some game film um, and have some longer conversations to see uh, what kind of kids you got. Um, And they're doing a great job with their Zoom meetings too. I've been on several Zoom meetings with colleges doing the virtual tour and um, showing their offense. It's been very impressive. So I think college coaches and everybody have gotten better in this process. Uh, We're finding ways to pivot and change and do things differently so that we can still get the accomplishments needed, desperately done, especially for the class of 2020, class of 2021. Uh, And certainly we can apply the fact that we've had to pivot due to COVID-19, that we need to pivot to advance the racial conversation. Uh, In one way, that all kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Yes, sir. It it, it really does. It really does. Uh, Great Maya Angelou says that, you know, it's not – not what you say but it's how you make me feel Mm. and so right now that's where we got to be able to listen and how are we making people feel both i mean all races 
And, and, and again, I, I heard you say earlier, you know, this, this is one. This is the greatest country in America. This is the United States of America. So um, we can get through this, and we will, and we must um, to make us all better. But uh, we got to tackle it, and we got to uh, uh, we got to deal with it. We can't we can't be silent. So I know. Um, uh, I'll say, as African American, um, it's been too many moments mm-hmm. of silence. Uh, unfortunately, for Black Americans who pass uh, with injustice, and then uh, for White Americans, they can't maintain their silence. We need you to speak up. We want to talk to you. Talk to other White Americans. That's the only way we can do. Again, we tell our players to communicate, and, and we got to communicate. We can't win any games without communicating. No, absolutely not. And speaking of communication, Coach, uh, I know that the organization is on Twitter at 804Coach, the number four change. If there's anyone who has questions or wants to reach out to you guys, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, please uh, follow us on uh, with the hashtag, and um, I'm sure we'll be having a a official social media, uh, which we do, official social media, and, and maybe a website coming, but... Of course, you can reach out to uh, email me uh, at Collegiate School Coach Dell Harris or Team Richmond. Um, very, very easy to find. Or uh, Coach Ty White, uh, another guy, very uh, easy to get in contact with. Or again, uh, Coach Watts, Coach Moore, um, and Stephen Lewis. So um, several coaches. And again, there's there's over 100, 150 coaches involved. <laughs> so uh, it, we're not going to be hard to find, uh, and we're we're, we're going to be involved for the long haul. Looking forward to it and looking forward to being a part of it and helping you guys out in whatever way we can possibly do it. Del Harris, head coach at Collegiate uh, and part of 804 Coaches for Change. I really, really appreciate the fact that you would take time out to talk to us about the group, about Saturday's event, about moving forward, and we look forward to seeing that happen. Thank you, Coach Harris, for being with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Stay safe, stay positive, and stay productive, and stay patient. Yes, absolutely that. Thank you, Coach. Coach Adele Harris from the Collegiate School. And again, they are on Twitter at 804Coach, the number four change. And if you'd like to get in touch with them that way, you can do that. Follow them and send them a direct message. Uh, Or if you're having trouble trying to find a way to get in touch with the coaches, or maybe you're not as social media savvy as, you know, I am or or others, maybe your kids are, um, get in touch with me uh, on Twitter or on Facebook. Um, and I'll be more than happy to get you in touch and hooked up with either Coach Watts, Coach White, Coach Harris, whoever, uh, so we can continue this positive momentum uh, that began so organically last week and was shown so well there at the Ash Monument on Saturday. When we come back, thoughts on what may happen this fall with the Virginia High School League as we went one step closer to reality happening with an announcement from the league office this past week. All eyes on the governor as we talked about last week on the program as to how we're going to go forward. My thoughts on what few things we might be seeing, how colleges may be showing the way for high schools, and much more. So we continue on this edition of In the Red Zone coming up in just a moment. Back with you here in a minute on The Mater. We'll be back with more from The Red Zone after these messages. There's never been a more important time to make sure the air in your home is clean as well as comfortable. Massey Wood and West, serving Virginia since 1923, is ready to help. 
Massey Wood and West offers quality cleaning services for your HVAC units and can make sure it's ready for the heat of the summer to come. Massey Wood and West proudly offers Rheem heating and cooling systems. And if it's time to replace that HVAC unit, now is the perfect time to do so. The friendly staff at Massey Wood and West always looks out for your well-being and is working under all CDC guidelines. Need a new duct system? Massey Wood and West can handle that too. Plus, Massey Wood and West is proud to offer Ream water heaters. So call 355-1721. Ask for Doug or Al. They'll be glad to help you get ready. 355-1721. Massey Wood and West. Online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 877-801-0746. 877-801-0746. That's 877-801-0746. this Monday night in the Red Zone. Live local sports talk here every Monday night from 6 to 7. Thanks to our friends at Massey Wood and West at 355-1721 as well as of course online at MasseyWoodandWest.com They can take care of your HVAC unit, get a tune-up ready even though we're almost at summer uh, in, in terms of the calendar. We've already seen 90 degree days and we're going to have a whole lot more over the next 90 days. So let's make sure you're still cool and comfortable. 355 551721 And a lot of times, a lot of people like to do things off-season, like go ahead and order that heating oil for next winter and get it done now, as opposed to, you know, what if we do have a second wave of COVID-19 and there's some issues and whatnot? They can take care of that for you, too. As well as, of course, uh, tankless water heaters and generators. Uh, our friends over there are just so fantastic. Need to go over and check on them, as a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> to see how John and the gang are doing. At Massey Wood and West 355-1721. And Chuck and all the great people over at We Think and Inc. right here on England Street in Ashland. Again, saw lots of new signs out in, in my neighborhood. Businesses saying, hey, we're open. You can come in. Restaurants saying, hey, you know, we can take you now on the patio etc etc and if you're in need of that type of signage uh banners uh, or road signs yard signs whatever the case may be get in touch with we think and ink and businesses you need new letterhead etc etc you can have it taken care of there we think and ink in ashland we think in ink com well it's been a bit distressing over the weekend to watch twitter and the back and forth regarding major league baseball um it, it really, really is a surprise to me that they are at the impasse that they are at at this particular point. No other major league sport has had any type of labor issue really come in and stir the pot 
against getting a season either restarted or started. Uh, restarted in the case of the NBA and the NHL. As you know, the National Basketball Association now working toward restarting uh, at the ESPN Complex in Orlando. Uh, the National Hockey League is looking into a, a 24-team tournament, as it were, uh, to go ahead and end the regular season early but expand the postseason. And you know, we get into September, which is normally the start of preseason for those two sports. We may be in the midst of the, the, the end of the playoff race in the first half of September. It's just the way 2020 and this uh, coronavirus pandemic has created this type of of atmosphere. Uh, the WNBA looking toward a 22-game schedule to be played possibly uh, at one of the big academy complexes, uh, private school complexes in Florida, kind of sort of the way that um, the NBA is looking to do it at ESPN in Orlando. All for, for safety measures, you know, they don't, they're not going to be able to have crowds. They know that, but they want to be able to crown champions. And Major League Baseball in the last about four to six weeks, it started out well okay they'll figure it out and now here in the last four or five days it's been like man this sounds more like a labor issue and 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 a man versus management issue as it is um coronavirus and it just should not be this way and this is for a sport that that if this happens and somehow we don't have baseball in 2020 and as the days go by the chances of that happening get bigger and bigger because baseball is not a sport that you can go into december with unless you move everything to a neutral site in Arizona or Florida or something like that. And then, of course, you know, there's the question of COVID-19. And is there going to be a second wave that has been discussed? And and, and some people in the medical, in fact, many people in the medical community are saying it's a, a you know, kind of a possibility that that's going to happen. And if that happens, you know, how do you tell the difference between COVID-19 and whatever strain of the flu is going to be here in America next winter? And, and that has led so many colleges and universities to go ahead and change their fall schedules, and I'm talking academics here, not athletics, um, m- m- several major colleges, universities. I'm talking Duke and Carolina and NC State. Of course, we had Rain Wilson from Duke Softball on a couple of weeks ago here on the show, and we were talking about it with her as well. They're going to go back earlier in August uh, at, at, at many schools, and they're going to cancel fall break. So in other words, you get on campus in August, and you will start your fall semester and you will stay there until you take your exams before Thanksgiving. And then when you go home for Thanksgiving, you're, you're home for the holidays. You don't come back. Normally what happens is you start mid-late August. You get about a five-day fall break, maybe first part of October. And then you go back. Then you go to Thanksgiving. You go home for five days. You come back quickly, get ready, take your exams. And then about the 10th of December, maybe a little bit later, depending upon what school you attend, you're home for the holidays. Well, thinking about the possibility that you may have a second wave, uh, and and I think this was a very forward-thinking move on the part of the uh, college and university presidents and athletic directors that kind of came up with this idea, and and it began – uh, kind of, sort of, really, I think the, the first schools, and I may be wrong about where it began, but the first schools that I took notice announcing that this was going to happen were in the ACC, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Duke, uh, now Maryland in the Big Ten has done the exact same thing. VCU is, uh, from what I understand, going to do their exams to 
until after Thanksgiving, but they can be done online. So in other words, you don't have to come back to campus to take the exam to finish the semester, and that's certainly an option uh, as well. But back to baseball, uh, what are they going to do? And what kind of hit is it going to take if Major League Baseball, because of money, is not going to crown a champion in 2020? Do they not remember 1994 when they completely shot themselves in the foot and they lost millions of fans when they finished one night in August of that year, the games that were played, and then the players went home? And the negotiations drug on and on, and we didn't have a World Series in 1994. And we had a late start in 1995, and they finally got back, and it it, it was tough. And I'll be honest with you, they were blessed with timing, because 1995, if you'll recall, was the year that Cal Ripken broke the unbreakable record of Lou Gehrig's consecutive games played mark at 2,130. His 2131 came early in September, and it became kind of a revival, as it were, for baseball. And then you couple that with, I think, two other things. Number one, the rise of the New York Yankees. Uh, I can't stand the Yankees. I grew up an Orioles fan. I'm still an Orioles fan. My brother was a Yankees fan, so no, I don't like those stinking Yankees. Sorry, Yankees fans, but that's just the way it is. Um, But when the Yankees do good, it's good for baseball because it draws attention because they are the premier franchise. It's just like when uh, the Lakers and the Celtics do good in the NBA. It's good for the, it's good for the league. Um, you know, in the NFL, the, the Cowboys, the, the, the league is just better off if they're a good team in the playoff mix, et cetera, et cetera, even though they haven't been to the Super Bowl in almost a quarter of a century. If you can believe that, the last time the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl will be now 25 years ago this fall. It was the 1995 season culminating in Super Bowl 30 uh, in early 1996 with the win over Pittsburgh in that game and they haven't been back since but still uh you know they were donned america's team in an nfl films year in review and it stuck back in the 70s and in some instances it really is the same now and just so happens i don't care for the cowboys either but um i'm a raider fan what can i say but there's certain franchises and leagues that when they're doing well it does help the league Uh, And such was the case with the rise of the Yankees in 96, winning the World Series. And then from 98 on, they were in four and they won three in a row. Uh, And then, of course, the Sosa McGuire home run race. And I'm going to be very anxious to watch the 30 for 30 on that coming up soon from ESPN, simply because it was such a magical summer to watch all that happen. And then to watch it all kind of disintegrate in the age of the realization of steroids and uh, performance enhancing drugs and how it tainted so much that particular race, that particular legendary struggle, uh, the record of Roger Maris being broken, and then later on when Barry Bonds uh, broke it a few years later and then ended up breaking Hank Aaron's record, um, and it was blatantly obvious that he was doing the same things that McGuire and Sosa and many others were doing, uh, which is why those, those guys haven't made it to the Hall of Fame yet. They just, they just haven't, but it, I, I can't understand why Major League Baseball can't get this act together so that they can get on board. What, what better way for them to have started? Uh, but, to I mean, July 4th is on a Saturday this year. They could have started the season 
even if they had to go back to Florida and Arizona and play at spring training camps and not have fans and be in a situation to where they were quarantined and tested daily and whatnot, to have Major League Baseball on television on the 4th of July, what a boost that would have been. And I just don't see how that's gonna happen uh you know just over the wire here on twitter a moment ago espn reporting uh the the league is proposing to the players now a 76 game season with up to eight playoff teams in each league and there would be 75 percent of the full prorated salary over 76 games so potential compensation nearing 1.44 billion dollars I hope they get their act together soon. Kudos to the NBA for doing it, to the NHL, to the WNBA, uh, to to the Women's Soccer League, getting their stuff up and ready and rocking and rolling. NASCAR has done well so far, even without fans. And We talked last week about how that's kind of a sport to where if you're not going to have fans, at least you've got the noise and it sounds like the race. You might not hear the roar of the crowd behind them, and you don't hear that all the time. You hear it at the start. You hear it at restarts. You hear it during a crash. You hear it at the checkered flag. But normally on lap 182, you're not paying attention to the fans if you're watching on TV. You're listening to the engines, and and you're watching your favorite drivers. So they have a little bit of an easier time. Now, uh, to tie all this into where we go from a local standpoint, uh, you know, right now, Randolph-Macon College plans to start uh, their fall semester, August 31st, on schedule, uh, in person, on schedule. And we have reason not, don't have any reason to believe that the fall sports season won't start as usual. Uh, football, obviously, and soccer, and field hockey, uh, and, and the rest of things happening there at Randolph-Macon beginning August, September. From the high school scene, you know, the Virginia High School League last week did discuss, you know, the, uh, and it really was kind of just a, a press release that said, hey, we're working on this uh, because Governor Northam did hint at the fact that he would be talking about the future of uh, scheduling public schools reopening um, very soon. And that needs to be discussed very soon as it's going to be Labor Day before you know it. And from a sporting standpoint, Um, These teams have got to know what they're going to be doing here within the next, I would say, two weeks Um, because you've got a plan for, okay, if they decide to move the sports part of this up and they, uh, you know, start training two weeks earlier and start the season two weeks earlier trying to get the season done earlier in case of a second wave of COVID-19, kind of using the college's blueprint for what they are doing. Um, You know, the schools themselves from an academic standpoint may not open until the day after Labor Day, but sports could get going. I mean, most football teams for the last several years have already played two football games before their first day of school. So it would be nothing radical by any stretch uh, of the imagination. I think what we're going to see happen is because field hockey and golf and volleyball and cross country all crowned their state champions before Thanksgiving. I think that we'll see minimum adjustments to those schedules. You may not have as many games in the regular season, and there may be games that would have been on your schedule against regional members uh, that would require maybe an hour or so to drive to that location that you may not do in the regular season, trying to keep people closer to home. That's all the possibility. Now for football, and th- this is just 
romp with them thinking, okay? Um, but I could see a scenario where the Virginia High School League would look and go, you know, what the colleges are trying to do is smart, and if we already have the rest of our fall sports completed before Thanksgiving, why can't we get football done by Thanksgiving weekend? And if you started it and you had an eight-game schedule rather than a 10 and you eliminate the bye week, in other words, in, instead of 11 weeks of a regular season, you have eight, then that would take the playoffs to the end of November. And if you lopped off one round of playoffs for one year only um, and you had four teams in a region come in, not eight, then there's a possibility you could be done with the football season third week in November. State champions could be crowned, and then you move on. I think the bigger issue that we've got to look at down the road, and and this is really wasn't – I thought about asking Coach Harris about this tonight, but really isn't the time right now because we really just don't know the answer. It would all have been just pure speculation on both of our parts. Uh, but I think the real issue for the Virginia High School League right now, and I think they're, they're focusing on this just as much as they are the fall sports, is how are you going to handle the winter sports? Uh, if if we have a second wave of coronavirus, how are we going to get swimming meets done? How are we going to do wrestling in an age of social distancing? Basketball, certainly. I'm concerned greatly about the winter sports this year. I, I'm Frankly, I'm more concerned about them than I am currently the fall sports. I think the fall sports will run in some way, shape, or form. I think that their seasons could be shortened. Uh, and it could be a one-year thing to where we want to get them in and have the experience. And we may not be able to do it the way we normally do it, but at least we get to do something uh, so that we don't come up in a situation like we just did this past spring when suddenly the, the, the rug was ripped out from underneath. Baseball, softball, soccer, lacrosse, etc. We don't want that again if at all possible. But, of course, we can only pivot based on what COVID-19 does. And to continue to try to make that mitigated, we continue to need to do our part in terms of social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. But, of course, as things move on, we'll keep you posted, of course, here on In the Red Zone, but always uh, across our Twitter network at the RVA Sportsnet and our hyperlocal feeds at Hanover Sports, at Henrico Sports, and at C, the letter C Field Sports, for our fans in Chesterfield County. All right, fans, got one more break. Come back, wrap up this edition of In the Red Zone in a moment. There's more to come right after this short break. There's never been a more important time to make sure the air in your home is clean as well as comfortable. Massey Wood and West, serving Virginia since 1923, is ready to help. Massey Wood and West offers quality cleaning services for your HVAC units and can make sure it's ready for the heat of the summer to come. Massey Wood and West proudly offers Rheem heating and cooling systems. And if it's time to replace that HVAC unit, now is the perfect time to do so. The friendly staff at Massey Wood and West always looks out for your well-being and is working under all CDC guidelines. Need a new duct system? Massey Wood and West can handle that too. Plus, Massey Wood and West is proud to offer Ream water heaters. So call 355-1721. Ask for Doug or Al. They'll be glad to help you get ready. 355-1721. Massey Wood and West. Online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. 
We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. So how many of us have lived in sweatpants, socks, and hoodies for the last couple of months? I don't think I even remember what a belt is. Luckily, there's sketches for your feet. So now they're all staying safe, but starting to get out a little bit for the summer, we can keep that same comfort no matter where we go. Just head to Skechers.com, and you can see all the ultra-comfortable options Skechers has to offer. There are comfortable sandals and shoes for running, relaxing, walking, playing golf, everything you love to do under the sun, out of the sun, in the rain, in the house, whatever. And so many are machine washable out of Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam. See them all right now at Skechers.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. <sighs> For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Back with you here on In the Red Zone. And, of course, back with you again next Monday night at 6. And a, a big thank you again to Coach Del Harris over at Collegiate for joining us and uh, discussing 804 Coaches for Change. That conversation will continue here on this program uh, in the weeks and the months to come. Just got to alert. I got to say this real quick as we wrap things up on my Facebook page, reminding me that today was a year ago today where we were ended up at Douglas Freeman High School with all the rain with the state championships last year. Remember that? Uh, and then and was covering the uh, state lacrosse championships for Atlee, and, and the boys made the state championship for the fourth time in five years, and they, and they lost in the final. Atlee girls were there second year in a row, and they lost in the final. Uh, I, I can tell you now, I know every team in America would be like, you know, well, we'll do anything to lose in the final this year. We didn't even get to play our season exactly. Uh, but it just is a, a stark reminder of how things are so much different now. And uh, the fact that that happened, and, and I just happened to, to, to see that here on my Facebook feed. Wow. That's okay, my friends. Sports are coming back soon. I promise you that. And when they do, we will be there. Thanks to Calvin Cecil back over on the other side of the glass and to our sponsors, Massey Wooded West and we think in the ink. I'll be back in an hour for Party of Two Summer Edition at 8 and back with you next week here on In the Red Zone. Rob with them saying stay safe and have a great night, everybody. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.